Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. This is Emily Makings with the Washington Research Council, and this is the In Focus episode for June 15th, 2015. I'm here today with Chris Schoblum, our research director and senior economist. Chris, uh, what's the news on the collections report? Uh, so we had the monthly um, collections report, collections of, um, of state revenues uh, <clears throat> for the general fund um, last week. Uh, and the collections came in uh, just uh, a very small $3.2 million, less than the uh, amount that had been forecasted. Uh, you may remember that uh, we had a new forecast uh, that was produced uh, uh, the middle of May. So this is actually the first report uh, on collections we've seen since the new forecast was adopted, and we seem to be pretty much um, spot on. Uh, there was um, a, a refund that had been unanticipated, uh, and uh, five million dollars. And without that, uh, collections would actually have been uh, one point eight million above forecast. So, all in all, things are looking uh, right. Uh, you know, it's always when one of these comes in, you you hope um, that the that the amount collected would actually be vastly in, in excess of the amount that was being forecasted. So, but but it should even out next month, since next month they're anticipating. This refund, yeah, right? uh, no. Or, this was actually a, a refund that hadn't been budgeted that they paid out. It's not something that that naturally re, uh, okay. re, reverses itself the next month. All right, but, but anyway, we're right but a negative three point seven million or three point two. Negative three point two. Negative three point two isn't very much in no, the scheme not, of things. It's not much money on the scale, <clears throat> you know, on a budget that goes into the billions. Right. Um, Anyway, so that's that was that. And the second thing that I blogged on last week was a, a chart that I saw in the, the um, uh, Wall Street Journal uh, from um, one of their, their Washington Wire blog <clears throat> that was written by the president of the um, um, Kaiser Family Foundation, which is a group in Washington that spends a lot, that looks very carefully at health care. Uh, and the chart was one that um, the, the, this uh, fellow had uh, had assembled from um, Commerce Department data on the survey of services, um, the quarterly survey of services, and was showing that the rate of increase in healthcare spending seems to have accelerated. Um, the most recent, uh, for after a period of time when there was uh, the annual rates of increase were at about four percent. Uh, in the most recent quarter, it now appears that the annual rate is up above 7%. This may reflect just the phasing in of the Affordable Care Act, um, <clears throat> but at least in part it certainly does, but but how much of that is the Affordable Care Act is something that we will be uh, uh, watching going forward. Uh, you know, we've been through a period in which health care spending has been uh, growing at, uh, at a pace substantially below what we'd seen uh, prior to the Great Recession, and uh, um, folks have been wondering to what extent that reduction reflected fundamental changes in the way we're control, uh, controlling spending and, and how much it was just the recession. So we're holding our breath that it's it's going to return back to a smaller, a slower pace. That would be good. It would be good. <laughs> so. uh, now, to, I guess, to trade, to change topics to the state budget. Yes. The negotiations are still ongoing. It's unclear where they are right now. 
Um, but last week I looked at, a little bit closer at the tuition policy that the Senate has proposed. Yes. Uh, Senate Bill 5954 is called the College Affordability Program, and we wrote about this in depth in a, in a policy brief earlier on. Um, but I was specifically looking at whether or not the reductions in tuition are actually backfilled by the Senate budget proposal. Because in the the College Affordability Program bill, the it specifies that the legislature must appropriate enough funds to the institutions to um, so that the net revenue loss from tuition operating fees um, is is covered. So, um, does the operating budget do that? Yes, it does. It's a little unclear from the numbers because the in the fiscal.wa.gov budget numbers, they originally had housed uh, reductions the, for the financial aid for the, for the institutions within the Student Achievement Council budget line item. But then for the version of the Senate proposal that, that passed the Ways and Means Committee in May, they distributed those um, financial aid funds or financial aid reductions to the various institutions. So the accounting is different, but financial aid is still reduced, and the tuition tuition reduction and uh, state appropriations increase do net out for the institutions. Still, so it's kind of complicated inside baseball, and it's probably best read in the in the blog. But yes, uh, and much better in the blog than going back and trying to go through the budget documents. Which yes. Is. I like doing that, but I, I, might, be, I might be an anomaly. Well, <laughs> yeah, and your job here is to go through yes. them for us and, and, and then tell us what's inside of them. Uh, so that's that for me. But, Chris, I think you have something more on education and the budget. Yes, yes. Um, I think we, we've talked before about the, uh, the second um, leg of the McCleary decision, um, which uh, in which the... Uh, uh, state Supreme Court has said that the um, our local school districts are over-reliant on local levies, uh, local property tax levies, uh, to, to, to pay for um, part of basic education, specifically the salaries of, uh, of teachers and staff that are engaged in the, the basic education activities. Um, the legislators have been working on this issue for about a year, uh, and uh, sort of behind the scenes. Um, last April, um, there were a set of bills that were introduced in the uh, in the Senate, uh, <clears throat> which sort of represented the um, um, the result of this work uh, with. Uh, rather different approaches coming from the Republican senators and the, and the Democratic senators. Um, they've continued working and now have put forward uh, a bill um, that is being supported both by, or sponsored both by Republicans and Democrats. This bill is 6130. Um, now the 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 um, the reform of this of these local levies has sort of two parts to it two sides to it. One side is um, uh, providing funds from the state uh, 
uh, to fully cover the cost of salaries in, in basic education. And, 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 and that part is fairly complicated and requires um, a, a reconstruction of the whole system that we use to flow money out to the, um, to the, the school districts. Uh, and, and particularly, uh, that deals with the, the salary structure that is built into state law to allocate monies out to the out to the school district, uh, and there was there were somewhat different approaches to this salary structure in the se- earlier Senate and House bills. Um, the folks have come together and 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 reached an agreement on on what they think the the uh, um, the system for uh, sending money out to the school districts should look like. Um, the second half of this is figuring out how to get the money that's <laughs> going to flow out. It's on the tax sides. And, and there is, is no, as yet no consensus between the parties on that. So this bill that came forward is sort of a ha- you know, half of the solution to this levy problem. Um, it involves the, the new salary schedule is going to um, uh, sort of – play around with kind of the step increases the teachers give, uh, de-emphasize uh, um, the linkage between salaries and education levels, uh, particularly education in, in just general teaching as opposed to subjects. Uh, and also is introducing some regional ger- uh, potential for regional variation in salaries, uh, the argument being some parts of the state cost of living is much lower, uh, and so it's appropriate for teacher salaries to be a bit lower than in the higher cost of living places. Um, I think the, the the senators kind of recognize that that this whole thing can't really go forward until the revenue side was also fixed, but that the the salary side was sufficiently complicated um, and potentially contentious with that, with with, in, um, with uh, uh, some of the public that it was necessary and useful to get this out for discussion and, and get. And let people see this, and also some just of the vetting that comes when it, when sunlight hits these things, and uh, and uh, people looking at it may find things that were just not done right. So they want that they want the public feedback. Um, so this bill was really um, almost a, a discussion starter on this set of issues. Uh, we don't expect it to move um, uh, much further in the, or even any further in this. Uh, 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 in, the, in the waiting time, waiting we hope time left yes. in, the, in the 2015 <laughs> session. Yes. Well, all right. Uh, thank you, Chris, for for uh, joining us. Oh, it's today. been a pleasure. Always. <laughs> this has been Emily Makings with the Washington Research Council. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.